The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. and welcome to the panel discussion brought to you by the network. My name is Greg Knowlton. I am not joined by Micah today. He is on the run from T Swift. She is trying to write a song about him. It is getting a little dicey for him. And I am I'm worried. I'm is worried. Is it just gonna be one song or we're talking a whole album here? I mean there's gonna be a couple of B tracks of it's gonna be a whole album maybe. I mean it's gotta be at this point. <laughs> like ugh. I don't know man. I, I hope they, they like make it up he can come on and be like the clown prince of rhyme on one of her albums or something. This is, he, he's smart. I mean, I really don't believe that they're in any kind of uh, disagreement. He's just planting seeds to be her muse oh. so she can come up with some excellent with tracks. With a new album? Yes, yes, exactly. She needs another like Grammy. Fall of the Caesar you know, or something. That's all it is. <laughs> but yeah, pay attention to the other voice behind the microphone because that is our other host. This is Will. Happy to be here tonight. There's no coming at you. No, no coming at you this time. <laughs> coming at you. <laughs> coming at you. <laughs> so, so 90s, 80s. Like, welcome to MTV. Coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's? Oh, I should have watched Brain Man before. Oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> that you know exactly good. what I'm talking yep. about. I'm with you. That'll, on that. that'll be ready for next week. Uh, oh no. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we're excited. We've got some comics to cover. We've got an awesome catalog. I'm super excited to, to peek through and look at. I purposely nice, didn't look at it. A nice Kenner toy catalog that I uh, discovered from 1997. So I believe is it almost, it's not quite an antique yet. It's not 25 I mean, years, right? That's yeah, it's got to be 25 years. It's only four years older than me. So it's crazy. <laughs> 97. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, so first order of business I want to talk about is DC Comics. Just canceled a ton of titles, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, fired half of their freaking CEO and another closet. Um, and I'm a little nervous for the company. It's AT and T bought Warner Brothers. It makes me worried for a lot of like our popular titles, um, but at the same time, I actually forgot about this. They also just announced a ton of titles. Yeah, it seems like a shuffling of the deck, if you will. Yeah. So. They, James Tinian, um, who is currently doing the current run of Batman with Joker Wars, just announced another villain for Batman, the Ghost Maker. Um, but he's also doing punchlines, uh, doing a solo it run. So we've got that going on. Well, they canceled, I believe, I want to say 11 to 15 titles. Okay. How many did they announce it? Like eight. <laughs> okay. I mean, they're halfway there. Yeah. So Still that's okay. Ground. Uh, Fandom is on the 22nd, so don't forget about that. August 22nd, 24 hours streaming. You can access Fandom for free. Um, and I'm I'm sure there's going to be Wonder Woman news. I'm sure there's going to be CW TV show news. Um, I'm sure we're going to get some more comic book news. So I'm excited to see where that all goes. Um, and then there's two events going on right now building up. Despite Dark Knight's Metal going on, we've got... Um, the Eternal Freeze is being set up or Eternal Chill in DC Comics. And then there's like a, a mystical version of the Crisis on Infinite Earths getting set up, which I'm all about, actually. Nice, nice. 
because we talked about that. I mean, last time we were together that um, I feel like the DC and Marvel both like don't show a ton of love to their mystical comics. No, I, I believe talking about one of the canceled titles, I believe Justice League Dark was really? one of the titles that did get canceled. And if it was I remember great. correctly. Uh, it was a strange team up yeah. when they started it. I mean, I, I read the new 52 Justice League Dark mm-hmm. with more of the characters that you would associate with that yeah with that brand but this one was headed with wonder woman which was great she did yeah. the, the wonder woman and something she did like a witch title right before yeah yeah so i mean it was her i believe it was either madame xanadu or zatanna i can't remember mm-hmm. which one was in the new i think it was zatanna zatanna yeah. blue devil detective chimp detective chimp was one of my favorites yeah. <laughs> detective chimp's great um, I love those oddball characters. Me too. That's great. That's one of the things I love, especially, I know you you fall on more on the DC line with me, where the other two are very Marvel. So I mentioned Detective Chimp and they said, what? Yeah. <laughs> Who? Yeah. It's yeah. like, no. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have a little bit more balance here. Um, but yeah, that's pretty great. The other thing we had started talking about, um, you, you had mentioned you're watching you were catching up on the boys reading the comics for that. Yes. Yes. And I got to, I believe volume seven. Mm -hmm. So I was just, uh, it was interesting because it was definitely so much different than the show. Oh yeah. Um, as far as the pacing and it feels like more of a slow build. I mean, they haven't really even touched the seven. There's like one meeting they have in seven volumes and like, that's it. Yeah. I, and I feel like, so obviously there's the changes of the the boys being on V. Yes. That's a huge difference. Um, spoiler alert. And <laughs> the other big difference, I feel like the sexual stuff is played up a lot more in the comics and a lot more graphic. It's, but it's, I, I feel that it's graphic for the sake of being graphic. Yes. There's no, 100%. there's no, um, like for instance, with the show, you see, starlight take that pain and make yes. it her stronger oh, so much better and you actually see um the deep pay for his yeah his actions whereas in the comic it's just like done yep it's that's there's, over there's nothing you're, wrong you're with it yeah and there's more to it so that i think that's a great point to to transition in the comic books it happens very much with another character we just got announced for season three yes uh soldier boy so Soldier Boy is going to be played by Jensen Ackles from Supernatural. I'm super excited. I'm a big Supernatural fan. Uh, it doesn't surprise me because Eric Kripke. Wasn't there like a small little Easter egg in season one that suggested that the universes of Supernatural and the boys are connected? Yes. There was like a, a the car or something yes, was seen. Because it's one. the same executive. It's Kripke, yeah, the same yeah, showrunner. Yeah. 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 Um, so that doesn't surprise me. You know, Dean got involved. Uh, or, wow, Dean. I watched too much <laughs> Supernatural. I've been watching it since I was almost 11 years old. That's how long. I have a tattoo from the show. So, so runs deep within you. Oh, yeah. So Jensen Ackles is going to be Soldier Boy, which is super funny because he's always this tough character. And Soldier Boy, like, if you look up an image of him, he's peeing his pants. Yeah. And he is, like, sexually abused by Homelander. Yeah. And, like, yeah. all of this stuff. He's a coward. But he's part of Payback, which well, it, Payback looks like it's going to be totally different in the show. I mean, obviously with Stormbreaker, uh, being, Stormfront, yeah, yeah she's Storm, a woman. Yeah, it's a woman, and well, I mean, they which can't is really lean into the Nazism yes. so much. I'm sure it'll be more subdued. Yeah, I think we'll get some. Yeah, I mean, she still has. If you look at her belt, she still has the oh, the um, the the eagle 
crest on her belt. Did not notice yeah. that. So, but I think we'll get payback in season three and it's total, which um, the seven is very much, if, if you haven't watched the show or read the comics, um, the seven is very much a Justice League where, spoof yeah. where payback is more Avengers. <sighs> like there's like Tech Knight. Tech Knight. Yeah, Tech Knight. <laughs> he's, he's, a big, he's, he's got a big to do. Um, Stormfront's basically Thor. Like, like a Thor mixed with, yes. with Cap, I yes. would say. But obviously Soldier not Boys. US. Totally yes, Cap. Yeah, totally Cap. Um, we've got the one of the other characters, I can't think of his name, is very much like the Hank Pym. Uh, and then oh, the, yeah, yeah. There's Crimson Maiden, I believe, who like fills like, like a Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. Yeah. So big time. So that's going to be cool. Uh, that's super excited. To, they're already set for season three. They've already got things in motion. Season two debuts on September 4th. 4th. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Um, everyone who listens is probably like, wait, doesn't Greg say no nudity? Uh, the Boys is one of the few shows that I will watch. <laughs> I have an app that censors everything for me, so I don't see any of the nudity, but I can watch the show. It's the only show I'll do that with because I love it so much. Yeah, it's I mean, just it's so good. Captivating. I'm a big Carl Urban fan oh, as well. Everything he does, I, I think, is great. So Red was amazing. Yes. Even he was great as Bones in uh, oh, Star yeah, Trek. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's my favorite Star Trek character, so he oh. definitely did it justice. And um, then he was he was even in I can't Yomera and Lord of the Rings. Yes, he was Yomera. Uh, he was in another was it The Priest? Yes. He was in a, a a comic book movie called The Priest, and he played a vampire known as the Black Hat. Oh, okay. The movie's awful. But he's Lord great. Yeah. yeah. It's I so mean, good. He he totally, I mean, Scourge and yes. Ragnarok, he was great. He stole the show on that. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, which is, a, that was a lot of movie to steal. But yeah. Between I mean, him between and Korg. Yeah. 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 Get out of here. Come Those on. are my two favorites. Oh, they're great. Um, even, but even Grandmaster in that. But I could go on. Oh, and, that movie's just, yeah. It's so good. Yeah, I love Taika. Yeah. That movie's great. Um, but yeah, so that was the big news with the boys. There was one other thing. Oh, I. Also wanted to quick talk about um, someone, Boss Logic does the fan castings all the time. They release these fan castings of people that might be involved in movies. Um, and we we like to know whether or not, like, hey, is this a good idea? Um, should this actor play this character? And we had um, got a picture today of Jason Momoa like Craven the Hunter. Uh. I'm glad I so I posted it. And I had a, so much mixed, and one of my favorite was he's not articulate enough to be Craven. I feel like Craven should be able to speak more articulately, and I was like, that's a good point. I think he's um I, yeah. My big thing is no, yeah, I agree. He just doesn't have that presence. Yeah, like Craven's not just a savage. He looks like Craven, but looks and yes, and uh, presence capturing where. The presence of the character, the delivery of like how you, yeah, yeah. Who do you have? Who would you have on there? I think I'm, I'm going Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, that's a good one. And that's a great Easter egg. If he doesn't come back as Wolverine, I think Hugh Jackman would be great as because he's a little bit older. Yeah, he's got that gravitas. I like that one a lot. To carry the role, I, I believe uh, that'd be one that I would really like. It's tough because I mean, there's so many. I've seen. A you want to try to have someone who's maybe a little fresher, and you don't. I like see that actor and immediately attach a role to them yeah exactly so i was with manu bennett for a little bit um from deathstroke who was in arrow he was uh crixus and spartacus super great actor he was also uh, alanon in the shannara series Uh, i was like he could be a really good craven as well he has a really like distinct voice and delivery yeah but then 
Chris Gullo, friend of the show, uh, posted Gerard Butler. And the that's more I sat on that, I was like, yeah, that's another really good role. He hasn't been be involved good. in a superhero flick. No. I mean, no. No. He's, no. And so he'd be completely fresh. He's older now. Yep. But yeah. still got that look and presence. Um, I feel I was like, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm like, if we went with someone known, I was kind of biting on that. Though I do like the idea. Um, so a lot of people have said rather than have him be, I think he was, was he Sefkovian in the comics or he was Russian descent? Um, rather than having him be from that descent, uh, some people have talked about having him be from Wakanda. Yeah, I've heard. Which heard I'm okay rumors. with that as well. I know it's a big change from the comics, but I kind of like the vibe uh, and having him be able to be tied in more with somewhere we already know. I believe, uh, is it Ryan Cogler, the director? Coogler, yeah. Coogler. He wanted to use Raven in the first Black Panther. Yes. But he was not allowed due to rights issues and whatnot. Um, so I don't, I don't mind if he's from Wakanda. I just don't. I'd, I'd like to see Black Panther tackle other villains. Like, I, I don't think Craven and Black Panther should have any other connection besides the fact that they're yes, from the same country. I, I think we'll get Doom or Namor. I'm hoping Namor. Before we get something. I would like Doom as even a side character in it. where That's his, like, like start of his introduction. Um, but I think, like, having Latveria starting to cross the Wakandan lines to get their, inf- their technology. I like, I like the idea or the, the, the idea of having Sokovia become Latveria. Yeah, and that's I'd where fine with that as well. He, he builds it back up. That's a great. Yeah, be like, okay, Vol- Ultron destroyed this. Now I yeah. can take over. Uh-huh. And I did say Ultron. Not he could Ultron. use he could use a bunch of uh, <laughs> the old Ultron bots as his yeah. Doom bots. Oh yeah, just update them. That's a yep. great idea. That's a good way to I think link it into the pre-existing storyline. There's so much. I'm actually realizing how hungry I'm getting for a comic book movie recently. I was like, can we just have Black Widow released on something? I did hear that they are, depending on how Mulan does, with that uh, extra yeah. bump up on Disney+. Plus. So expensive. Eh, I mean, if you think about it, if you went to the movies, it was yeah, still cost be 30, about bucks. 30 bucks. You're right. You know, and they, they said, like, it's not like you're just renting it like you normally get with those oh, video okay. on demands. Uh, you pay the twenty nine ninety nine, but then you can stream it and watch it. Oh, I didn't realize that as much as you owned. Okay, I yeah. didn't realize it was. About you won't that. like own a copy per se, but like as long as you keep signing up for Disney Plus, yeah. you're gonna have it. I mean, which is fine. That's how kind of how Amazon works. Yeah. So that's I'm okay. I would be okay with that. I'm like getting a little hungry for something. Like I'm like, yeah, Man. it's been tough. Because and then the rumors now, Craven's one of my favorite Spider Man villains. Then there's also the rumor for three that Matt Murdock's going to be defending Peter Parker, which would make sense in a story standpoint, which would be great. And it's very 90s cartoon because that happened in like the 90s cartoon. And I'm like, and I'm a big Daredevil fan. So I was like, I really think that'd be a great way if they, I mean, Charlie Cox is available. Yeah. Oh, and he said he'd love him over. Do kind of what you did with Spider-Man where, bam, he's there. You kind of get a vague sense of his backstory but it's not like you're seeing an origin i would be cool even if like they're not ready to introduce barenthal in a movie if barenthal comes for spider-man and because of his relationship with daredevil daredevil's just like nope no, yeah. no, not this guy uh-huh. <laughs> and he just backs off like even if it's just like a quick little teaser uh-huh. see him in the back of the courtroom and just see a look shot and bounce off like i'd be all <laughs> for that i think it'd be a great way to set him up and then bring him in later into like moon knight or, or something along yeah, those yeah. lines uh, marvel knights but 
have him like, okay, Barenthal's Punisher exists in yes. this world too. Yeah. That, that, I mean, those two were fantastic. Oh, so good. Honestly, that whole casting for that whole set, I really liked besides yeah. Danny Rand. Like, yeah, and he grew on me a little bit. Really? But, yeah. I think um, there were people I would have liked more. I think I was like, at that point, just cast Scott Atkins or something. Yeah. Or someone I mean, with yeah, some... That was a rough cast job. Yeah. Even I mean, when you watch, like, I rewatched the first season, and there's, like, scenes of Danny Rand doing his chi next to his master or, like, the other guy who's in the hand. And, like, you can't even do chi right. Like, your kung fu form is garbage and you're me. supposed to be the master of kung fu I, was, I, don't, I don't know anything about kung fu i've never studied a day of martial arts oh, in my so life bad. and i an extreme <laughs> novice could tell that this guy didn't have a clue <laughs> what the hell he's doing give me like a super old danny rand and have it be like billy zapka oh, <laughs> Bring yeah. him and have him be like the fact that i could point out and go, that oh. stance don't look right no <laughs> oh. or like even john cho i would have been fine with yeah but but that's enough of that. Yep. On a positive thing. On a positive note. I want to look at that cat. Okay. So right here, I was going through some of my Power of the Force Kenner Star Wars vehicles, which I've got the boxes for. So I'm repackaging some oh, of my so cool. old vehicles back into their boxes. And I stumbled across this more fun from Kenner, 1997. It's a nice little toy catalog. Uh, page one has the Legends of the Dark Knight toy line, which is based off more of the uh, the Nightfall story arc. So you get some Banes and some pretty gnarly looking. You could tell they're heavily influenced by McFarlane. That's so cool. Then on the inside, you get a two-page spread of the wonderful Joel Schumacher, Batman and Robin. Oh, I think I had some of those. Oh, I'm sure you did. You <laughs> did it. These toys were fantastic. You got Alicia Silverstone's Batwoman. You get oh. Uma Thurman's Poison Ivy. Arnold is Mr. Freeze. Can't I had definitely there. had that one. <laughs> um, then after that, you get a little uh, Batman and Robin adventure cartoon. Ooh. A little bit of the Superman cartoon. That's cool. Steel. <gasps> Shaquille O'Neal. I had that figure. Steel. I did have a figure from that as well. Then you get a little two-page spread of the Kenner Power of the Force. Um, <sighs> a lot of the the three and three quarter inch um, green carded wave, if you're familiar with that, um, starting to expand a little bit into Return of the Jedi and stuff. Then, since it was 97, we got some special edition beast packs. So, all those wonderful scenes that George Lucas computer generated into A New Hope, we get little beast packs. I don't so we know get if I saw those. we get the little oh. Jabba the Hutt. No, nope. so I've had Ronto the Dubak. Jawa and the Dubak. I had the Dubak. Dubak. <laughs> then we get some vehicles. Oh, so you that get the AT is the so wing. gorgeous. <laughs> you get a carry a nice little little faux pas here. Is you get a Millennium Falcon figure carrying case, and it's supposed to come with Wedge Antilles, but it's clearly a Luke Skywalker and X-Wing <laughs> featured here. Now, this, what we were talking about last time, this toy line right here is just marvelous. Is that we, the Jurassic Park catalog? Lost World catalog with the uh, the tram vehicle that the T-Rex, bull T-Rex, and his wife, you know, the wife T-Rex, they push it right off the cliff. 
That's and you can see how inaccurate the figures are in regards to their on-screen counterpart. The, like, oh yeah, that like, electronic. Eddie Carr's got hair. Why does Eddie Carr got hair? He didn't have hair. Roland Temple with that sweet Indiana Jones hat. The electric Dieter like, Stark looks nothing like yes. the actor who portrayed him. The electric bull T Rex is just like oh, just this one's fat. Great, one, yeah, well, cause, yeah, because you could eat a guy in that. You could put a little man in a cage. You could put it down the old T Rex's gullet. The Stegosaurus has like an injury. They all did. They all had that yeah. like tear away where I like, loved it was a it, piece though. of flesh that you could tear off. I love to get some that. Beast Wars. Nice page of Beast Wars. We talked Wars. about that a lot too. We did. We did. That, then you get some starting lineups, some football. Nice mm. little, uh, you got a Bryce Pop mm. for our Buffalo Matt fans. Love that. Little Reggie White, little Drew Bledsoe, mm. and some basketball players here. Then we get some Micro Machines. Ooh, if everybody remembers them. those sweet Micro Machine play sets. I found a Spider-Man Micro Machine play set online for like 40 bucks, and it was all of the Spider-Man vehicles. Oh, that's fantastic. And I was like, that's not bad at all. <laughs> then we get some Tonka trucks. Ooh. Uh, some match cars. I forget how much Kenner did because I was pretty young at the time. Yeah. I mean, some Nerf. Oh, yeah, they had so, their hands in a lot. It's one of the things, like, as I was going through this catalog, it really made me think about how toy companies used to be much more diverse. Mm -hmm. And now it seems like a toy company has one or two lines that they really focus on. And that's about it. Like, for instance, I just received, I ordered a Mattel... DC figure yeah, in the mail yesterday and the paint apps were terrible. And it's like, this is a toy that's geared more toward the collector. Now Mattel no longer has the rights to the DC figures. It's now with McFarlane, yep. which is great. But the only thing is McFarlane has bumped up the scale. So now your DC figures are no longer compatible with your Marvel legends. They're taking a little longer too. And they're, they're pumping out a lot of Batman's. Well, it's, they're doing the dark Knight. Uh, the death metal Batman's right now, but even even besides that, it's like you get your animated series and your White Knight. Yeah, it's a lot of bat heavy Batman, which I mean, that's definitely the figures that have been driving the line for I'm years. Hoping HBO Max announced Green Lantern, uh, or they're, they're like moving Green forward Lantern with that, Corpse, right? Yeah, 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 and more stuff. And I think we're losing the DC Universe streaming service. Yeah, so I think oh, as HBO we get Max. HBO Max, I think we'll get some more there. Um, which I hope like there's a blue and gold series and I can get some booster and beetle figures. <laughs> I want a bug real bad. I'm 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 currently trying to get a booster gold on eBay. I have the booster and beetle two pack Funko. Those are yeah, I've seen that that uh, right down the way at Pulp Seven One Six. Yeah. They have a nice little two pack. If they if they made like a toy bug, I would buy it immediately. Oh yeah, <laughs> immediately. But yeah, um, I started to say something. Oh, I checked out that Indominus Rex, and it does the same thing that giant one. You can eat like six figures. It's amazing. It's so great. I sent it to my mother. I was like, please, birthday. I mean, it's massive. It takes a, I it's told you, three and a half feet yeah, tall. It takes a huge end cap up. So is the Bacchus. So it's so big. I, I love it. But the idea, like, um, like Mattel, I feel like the only thing they focus on are the WWE figures. Now. Yeah, it's a lot of WWE. Um, um, I mean, the only Hasbro, with Hasbro, like, they're so hit or miss. They're, they're so bad with their Star Wars figures distribution. But then again, like the Marvel Legends seem to be doing great. I feel um, like Wizards of the Coast is more Hasbro's focus right yeah, now with yeah. like Dungeons and Dragons and Magic. Um, and they're, they are doing like Godzilla magic cards. They've done My Little Pony magic cards. They've done Transformers. So they're, yeah, it's kind of just 
whatever they can do. Exactly. I and, mean, some of the stuff they're really good with, like that new Ghostbusters plasma series wave they released, the Build-A-Figure, mm -hmm. Vince Clortho, that wave, it's so good. So good. It's better than the Diamond Select figures, I yeah. feel. That Definitely wow. better than the Mattel wave that came out a few years ago. So... Mm -hmm. And then I think it'll be a little different too. Disney having control over Hasbro completely now. Um, that might change some stuff as well. I've heard some stuff going on there and they've already, so who knows, but yeah. it could just be more money. Yeah. Um, the one thing I was looking at that I'm looking at getting is Marvel Legends has the Toy Biz vintage line. I don't know if you've seen that at all. They, they come on the card backs. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've been doing that for X-Men for a while now. They, they just, just did a Spider-Man Spider -Man series. Oh, and it's got like the the me and my boys Electro. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, all yeah. about it. Uh, it's got same thing with the Vulture. Yeah. The me and my boys Vulture. Uh, the, Dare, the Daredevil. The Daredevil is the, the red and black one. suit. Yeah. yeah. That one's cool. There's a nice Gwen Stacy Double and a bit. Yeah. Well, Gwen Stacy slash Mary Jane, whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> Flip their head <laughs> if you feel like taking her out of the box. Yeah. I think she's Gwen in the box, which is <laughs> honestly, I kind of prefer. Um, but yeah, like I really dig that that whole set. There's some others too. They did like a Vision and an Iceman. They did like, like that. Secret Wars. Yes. They were on the Secret Wars card back. They just did an X-Force not too long ago as well with yeah. like a Grey Beast. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the, the X-Men ones are awesome because that's just such a flashback to the early 90s cartoon show. I kind of hope they do more um, because, you know, these are the toys that I have as a kid. Yeah. And I would like to probably, I'm probably going to end up buying some of these sets I mean, my only problem with the, those card backs, you can't open those. No, I you won't. Have, yeah, you have to leave them in package. Whereas, like, the other Marvel Legends, the packaging is such where you could open it and put them back and display them in box yeah. still um, without destroying the package. But, yeah. I mean, I sent a Moon Knight to Chris Gullo that I found at Walgreens. He goes, which which Walgreens is that? I'm going to come get it. <laughs> I picked one up the other day at the Walgreens over on Payne Avenue. Yep. yep. I picked one up there. He's like, okay, I got to go. There's a cool, and they have the, the Iron Man Walgreens exclusive. Yeah, the 2099 version. Really sweet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, we, this is going to end up becoming like half comic, half toys with you. <laughs> well, I love yeah. it. I mean, that's, that's kind of my specialty is Which the toys. But. I'm all about, because I've been, where I collect a lot of Funko. But I haven't. I feel like that line's dying in the it, water. I have a ton of Funko. It is. And like the value, they're not worth anything anymore. Minus they're, like the, they're like the new Beanie Babies. My Sailor Moons are worth like $100 and $300. Some of them are. Like my Jewels and Vincent from Pulp oh, Fiction yeah. are like super valuable. My Swedish Chef is super valuable. But then I have like my Kit Fisto, Plo Koon, and the whole Fantastic Four line right behind you. Yeah, and they're not worth not nothing. I wish Kit and Plo were worth something. I feel like they're so cool. Yeah, the Walgreens exclusive ones are weird because some are and some aren't. Like my General Grievous, yeah. that's valuable, but I never even saw that in stores. Like I had to get that yeah. secondhand market. The there's the God King Doom or God Emperor Doom that I can't find at all anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a Target exclusive. Yeah, Targets. And they're they're pub they're uh, was it they're the production right now is real messed up so they had a bunch of stuff that was going to come out in august because i get a lot of the anime ones too yeah now. that's yeah. Been my thing uh and everything's pushed back to like september october yeah i saw that so i was like come on <laughs> but uh but yeah so we'll definitely talk toys i love it i'm getting excited I, like i said i'm trying to emulate as much of your room as I can without, you know, going, becoming homeless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm having fun with it. My wife is like, give me a list of toys for your birthday. It's like, 
Oh, you don't know what yeah, you're those asking. Those days are numbered. <laughs> you don't know what you're asking. I was like, ah, uh, that room. Do you even go in there <laughs> every day? Yeah, but what do you do in there? I think, dear. I go in there and I think. <laughs> See, at least I have I have the other mixer in there right now, so it's my podcasting room. See, there you go. <laughs> Strictly just you go in there and you think, and maybe you watch a movie. And I've got, my, I've got my my Alienware laptop in there, so it's my office. Yeah. <laughs> No work is getting done in no, my room. No work yeah. is getting done. No, no, no nope. work at all. Nope. But with that, we have some comic books. Um, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Do uh, Why don't you go first so I kind of get a feel. So you get to see what I do. For, for uh, the uh Well, the once presentation. there was a dark. And, no, I'm just kidding. I don't <laughs> need it. Uh, so I picked a comic. Um, I had a bunch of stuff I was going with. I purposely... Ended up not reading what I was reading because I felt like you had covered it or <laughs> read it before. So I dodged which, which my, I'm sure I did, yeah. my Ninja Turtles picks. <laughs> um, and I wanted to go with um, some authors or writers I knew pretty well. I was sitting on a Jeff Lemire title. Um, Brandon Sanderson's a fantasy writer who just released a graphic novel. And I read the first chapter of his. Um, but then I landed on this. I am a big Robert Kirkman fan. Um, Walking Dead was great. I actually fell in love with Invincible, though. Um, when I first read that comic, I said, this is probably the best off, like, I, he's, this is the best non-mainstream superhero I've ever read. Uh, mm -hmm. It's just the best continuous story. Um, Kirkman did such a good job with, like, spoofing while still being original um, and telling these, like, having something pop up in an issue that then popped up 10 issues later. So I really liked Kirkman's work with that. So I've been reading more and more of Kirkman. Well, Firepower is two issues deep right now. The third issue has not even released and is already sold out. Nice. This, yeah. This, I did read the first issue. Yeah. So this is what I'm covering is the first issue yeah. of Firepower. Yeah. Um, I'm a big Kirkman fan. I love the artwork for this. So it starts off with, uh, we see just like a nuclear family. You know, a, a mom, son, dog, daughter, and the husband. And they just literally look like a typical family. They're having people over and they're just chatting and complaining about things. Um, but they forgot hot dog buns at the store. So dad and the daughter are going to go for a race and race to the store. Uh, and there's total, like, product placement with these sweet Nikes. <laughs> this panel yeah, just of yeah. Nikes, like, shoved in your face. Um, and the daughter's beating the dad and you see the dad like look away, jump up in the air and she's celebrating at the grocery store and he's already there. Yeah. I, like, Wait, what? Teleportation? What, maybe? what, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. What is this? Um, and it's, he's already in line. He's already got the hot Yeah, box. He already bought everything. <laughs> and they're, so they're kind of like, they're, um, she ends up going off and talking to a boy and he runs into a guy that he's like, oh, I bet you didn't recognize me with hair. Um, and they're, they bring up a, a woman um, and he's like, you, I know you blame me, but you shouldn't show up at the sports field at midnight. Gave me uh kill bill vibes <laughs> with uh, the bride. and Very much so. You know, like, Hey, don't do this now. Meet me here. And the artwork is very like sitcom family. It gives me like a sixties, 70s like it's a lot of polos and like dress shirts and like it very much i guess it's kind I, of ambiguous yeah Can't really stapled down when it's it could literally be 60s 70s 80s like yeah. um 
but I, and which I really like. It doesn't feel super modern. It gives it more of a timeless feel. Yeah. Which I'm all, I really, really enjoy it. And it, I'm pretty sure they're Asian American, everybody. Um, sometimes it's easy to tell. Sometimes it's not so easy to tell, but then the names come up and you're like, okay, yeah, maybe so. But the main character's name is Owen. Um, him and his daughter are talking and she kind of like makes a joke at him that she's pregnant. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? She was just using <laughs> it to get him to talk. Um, they show up at the house and they're having a huge party and kind of making fun of the dad, like, cause he's just a boring guy. He doesn't do much. He sells furniture. And the mom is like this tough cop who like just chased down another, um, criminal after he chased his gun down, she like jumped over an unjumpable fence and tackled him. And he just seems like some guy, nothing special, just like you're run of the mill Clark Kent, you know, yeah. your everyday man. And um, there's a ninja watching in, in the trees all of a sudden, this like subtle little thing. See, I, I took it as that ninja is the guy that he ran into I at also, the supermarket. I also think that's what I got from that. So. Um, and it kind of goes on and you get, you know, the sweet little moment. Um and he waits for his wife to go to sleep. And then he goes out and actually meets him at the field. Uh, and he tells him, uh, Waylon is gone. And nobody knows he just vanished. And then they talk about a, a girl that passed. And he goes, if you didn't kill her, why don't you show me? Or if you didn't kill him, why didn't you show me? Um, and they get into a fight. And it's really great. Like, I would love to see... I love I love martial arts. I love kung fu. So this is something I kind of hope gets turned into like a movie if it or a TV show if it does well. Well, speaking of which, I mean you got to be pretty pumped about Invincible. Yes. Getting, oh, is that on Prime? I it'll believe? be on Prime, and so it's supposed to get animated on yeah. Prime, uh, and then a movie is being produced as well. It's been in the works with Seth Rogen behind it for forever, so it might be put on the back burner yeah. with Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So. But still, with, with the show. Animated is perfect for it. Yeah, I, I think agree. It, I've only read a few issues. Animated over live action is way better. Something different. We're getting so many live action yeah. superhero it adaptations is. that I feel an animated yeah. version is a good way to go right now. And it would fill a similar shock value and like gore value as the boys fills. Like I feel like it would fill a similar space, just it's less sex and such. Yeah. That I would rather it animated. Yeah. I think that's – I'm fine with that. Um, but the fight goes on and all of a sudden – he puts his hands together and conjures up a fireball and shoots it straight up into the air. Um, and they, you know, have a touching hug moment uh, and go off on their separate ways. And as the comic is coming to a close, it ends with a ninja diving off his ceiling at him and his sleeping wife. And he like his eyes dart up to it. And that's where the first issue ends. Cliffhanger. I love Kirkman because so this is what he's good at is like planting these little seeds, making you figure out, okay, I have to read the next issue. Cause what's going to happen? Like who's, who's uh land, who's this other guy that's missing. What's the connection here? Um, Just his world building. Yeah. It's really good. It's very good. And he's very good at, like I said, like planting seeds and waiting on them. Like yeah. something that happens in this issue doesn't have to happen until volume two. Mm. And like, you won't get a payoff for a while, which is, like what keeps me reading when I read Invincible, I was like, man, this guy's still alive or this character. Like, when am I going to get to that story thread yeah, and then yeah. fall in love with another story thread? So I'm already really interested in the story. Like, why can this man shoot fireballs? <laughs> what is, is yeah, why did yeah. he just fight Kung Fu with another man at a football field? Um, 
and it's something I'm going to definitely be committed with. I, like I said, I love the art style. Um, it gives me like a leave it to Beaver vibe. That's where yep. I'm going. Yep, that yep, yep, yep. And, but Kung Fu. So um, I'm sold on it. Um, this is a really great comic. If you're looking for something new, it's only three issues deep. Good luck finding issue three. I'm sure they'll have second printings. Yeah, printings. they'll have to do second and third printings. But um, just going through the back, some of like there's a lot of like first art reveals, and there's a bunch. There's like an old kung fu master with like a Walkman and blowing bubble gum. There's just a couple different versions of like these ninjas, and it makes me go like, okay, what kind of characters are we gonna get in this? Yeah, show? it's nice to see. Kirkman doing something different. Um, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that that issue is either given out free as far as free comic, free book, comic day. book day. Yeah. Okay. The prelude was so there was a prelude. That and was I want to say there was also I thought the prelude actually came with that Negan lives. Oh, you might be right. It was like a you got Negan lives, and then the back half was the prelude. That's I think I remember correctly. That it ended with the ninja in the tree. Yes, you might be right. And then I think the full issue was given on Free Comic Book Day. But it's nice to see him do something a little different. I wasn't a big fan of Oblivion, so... Me either. I wanted to be. It felt very like rehashing Walking Dead. Instead of zombies, it's weird dimension, and I didn't really care for it. But I believe he tried to do the same thing with that, where I want to say it was like issue... I think after they did the time jump with Walking Dead. Yeah. The first time jump. uh, I believe he got like the prelude to Oblivion song, and it's yeah. nice to see him branch out in a different way and get another hit. I got excited when it came out because Invincible was great, but it was like culty. Yeah, it was very quiet. And then he did something dinosaur. I can't remember robot dinosaur or something that was like more kids based. Okay, um, it was pretty good, and it got a cartoon and everything, um, but it wasn't like Kirkman. Yeah, it wasn't what I was looking for. I think Oblivion Song came out the same time as Scooby-Doo Apocalypse, or I started reading them at the same time. And I was like, if I'm going to read something, I'm going to yeah. read Scooby-Doo Apocalypse. Yeah. This is incredible. But I, yeah, I was, I love this. This gives me old school, like, kung fu vibes. Um, and I'm, I'm all about it. It feels very, like, something that would, a TV show that would appear in the 80s, like yeah. a Highlander or a kung fu yeah. or something. Um so I'm I'm super interested to keep reading this. I like that it's not superhero. It doesn't necessarily seem like magic. It seems different. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm all for it. And I love it. Like I just every time I look at it, I get like it's nostalgic, even though it's brand new. Yeah. Like Johnny Quest just came to mind with this cover. Oh, for sure. Like, for sure. Yeah. So I'm I'm super pumped to keep reading this issue. Kirkman, Kirkman and Snyder and Morrison are like my go-tos right now. <laughs> nice. Not a bad, uh, not a bad group. Not at all. And then Lemire, if I want to feel messed up in the head. <laughs> <laughs> you, what do you got for us? So today? I brought, uh, the IDW Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle annual 2020. Um, I'm just going to kind of give some bullet points because I mean, this is a book in a long going series of yeah. probably over 200 comic issues. If you include their ongoing series, wow. Their spinoff series, their multiple mini series, yeah. macro series, the specials. <laughs> yes, there's there's a lot. Um, so basically, um, there's a, a. It starts off with Orokusaki, who is in hell. He was killed. <laughs> That's and his right. Spirit is in hell, 
and he is on a redemptive path, um, kind of facing his inner demons. Um, he's mainly being tormented by the Rat King, which uh, in this iteration of the Turtles, the Rat King doesn't look like you would think. He looks more like uh, Kurt Barlow from Salem's, <laughs> Salem's Lot. Um, but he's like almost like uh, in a group of godlike beings that are almost like the Greek gods as far as they're playing chess pieces with the human race. Hmm. And uh, there's also Kitsune, who is the love interest of the Shredder. Um, yes, but for our, for our uninitiated, Rokusaki is yes, the Shredder. Yes, yes. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, but basically, uh, the Shredder is on his way back from the dead, if I'm believing. So, his spirit. Um, but it seems like they're building for him possibly to step in and be an ally to the Turtles now like that baby Splinter is dead. Oh. Splinter has died in this iteration. Spoiler. Babyface Shredder. <laughs> I think so. Um, but basically, uh, it's the Rat King playing playing around with Oroku Saki. Uh, and then it shows him meeting with uh, Karai, who is now the leader of the Foot Clan. Uh, she's got a couple of cool um, mm -hmm. allies. No Bebop and Rocksteady, but she's got Koya, which is a hawk mutant, Ooh. and Bludgeon, which is a blind hammerhead shark mutant. That's um, sweet. Yeah. That's a cool name, too. Yeah. Bludgeon. Yeah, for sure. It's Axe and Smasher. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, and these two henchmen are far less comic relief. Bebop and Rocksteady in this run are in it, but they oh, yeah. are comic relief heavy. Oh, yeah. Whereas uh, these two are more serious and more honor driven. Uh, but it seems like there's going to be allegiance with the Rat King kind of getting Karai to take over the foot and do his bidding on the in the earth um and then it goes over to alopex which is an ally of the turtles and she is a mutated arctic fox she looks awesome and then we have her best friend angel or nobody uh which is a nice callback to the original mirage turtle run there was a male superhero very tech heavy called nobody so that's a nice little nod there and they're just doing patrol uh, and they come in to contact with Leatherhead, which is a alligator mutant, ally of the turtles, but mainly an ally through um, means, means to an end. So when earlier the turtles were battling the Utram, which were mainly run by General Krang, which mm. many turtle fans would know. Um but he mainly teamed up with the Turtles, Leatherhead, that being because they were both fighting Utram and General Crane. Um, not all Utram are bad. Some are good. Some are bad. Just like people. <laughs> so uh, that comic book run ended with Leatherhead eating <laughs> Krang as he was on trial. And he was as he was about to be found guilty of war crimes, Leatherhead just ate him because <laughs> he's like, you screwed me up so bad. Mentally, that I'm just going to eat you. Uh, that happened probably about a year ago, timeframe-wise. Okay. Uh, and now it appears as though Krang has mutated in the belly of Leatherhead. <laughs> so now you have a... If you remember the cartoon, you had the android body with mm -hmm. Krang in the belly. 
Well, now Krang is in the belly of a mutated alligator. It looks awesome. And there's a Jekyll and Hyde type oh, of awesome. relationship there where they're controlling the same body, but one, they're, they're not, it's not a symbiote. Yeah. They're working against each other That's for sure. That's super cool looking too. Um, and they have a battle between Alopex and Nobody and Leatherhead because, as we find out, the Rat King has taken Leatherhead out of the equation. So now that body is being controlled by Crane. Oh, wow. That's super cool. <laughs> so um, sounds very convoluted. But again, as I said, it's about 200 issues in. Yeah, no. Um, but we find out at the end... As though, you know, Alopex and nobody would tell the turtles, hey, Krang's back. Uh, the Rat King has wiped their memories clean, so they no longer have any memory of this interaction. So as I, the reader, or we, the reader, we know that he's out there. He's in New York City. He's in the sewer, gobbling up construction workers. <laughs> and uh, nobody is the wiser. Um, and just a brief commentary on the book and where it's at right now. There is a... a uh, section of New York which has been everyone in this section of New York has been mutated so there's thousands of mutants that's cool in a walled off like portion a of city. the city yeah and uh, basically they're not getting any aid from the government the turtles are there to try to police and keep order um, just try to help these people deal with the fact that now they're all mutants of different varieties and different so um, what I'm trying to spin is, if you remember the first few panels of The Last Ronin that they released, oh, yeah. New York City is behind a giant wall. They're setting some So I'm here. wondering if this is going to be related somehow. It may not. It could just be me fishing. I mean, but I, we got a month until Last Ronin, so I just they, looked it up. Yeah, they just delayed it again. But they, those panels that I'm referring to, they may not even be in the book once yeah. it's been released because they got rid of the artist. Oh, really? They're going with um, an artist who's mainly uh, been well known for that the heavy metal movies and the heavy oh. metal um, 2000, the, the, that kind of artwork, that stylized okay. artwork. I mean, I think I'm okay with that. I hope it doesn't affect too much of the story because it looks great. Um, I'm kind of super hoping we get a last Ronin figure. I'm not going to lie. I could see that happening. It would be gorgeous. Just the one turtle with all the weapons. Like, yeah. I think it would be super I could see cool. that happening. Whether it's a loot crate or something. Yes. I just like Googled to see if it, and I just got a bunch of Keanu Reeves 47 Ronin action figures. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. But yeah, that's that sounds awesome. I keep – that's another one. I'm in the middle of a few books right now. I'm like – I'm in the middle of a bunch of stuff right now. I'm watching like four different animes. Yeah. And I'm reading a few books. One of the animes actually has an anima city where they're all muted, mutated beast men. Nice. And it's this very similar yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, but I'm comic book wise, I'm like bouncing between a bunch. I'm starting to get into, as you, as our listeners know, when October hits, it becomes spooptober and all we read is horror comics. Nice. Um, and I'm already starting to kind of like get into that vibe. I don't know why. I think, um, with my son coming, we're already looking at Halloween costumes. Nice. So, yeah, like, yeah. I'm kind of getting into that Halloween vibe. So, I've been starting to dive into horror, but I'm trying to avoid reading any of it before we get to that. Um, 
But I, I think that IDW Turtles is going to be something I'm going to sit and like read at yeah. night. <laughs> there's, there's, I mean, like I said, there's so many intricate little side stories. And we were talking about world building. It's definitely a lot of world building, not a character building. There's a new turtle. There is Jenica. I didn't yeah. even mention that. A yeah. female turtle. She was part of the Hamato clan. Um, she was like Splinter's. Mm-hmm. You know, right hand ninja enforcer, uh, and she was mutated through blood transfusion. Uh, so she's she's pretty cool turtle. Uh, she's got the yellow bandana, and she uses kind of like a Wolverine set of claws. That's sweet. I'm glad it wasn't just like we're gonna bring back Venus. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, that's a lot of backlash. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think Eastman Eastman would stand for it. He hated, still to this day, hates the Venus the Milo turtle. <sighs> I mean, I liked the name, but the turtle itself. I thought was it was the worst. Yeah, exactly. And it was like still blue. Yeah, it was just a light blue. Yeah. Why'd she have breasts? <laughs> I mean, can we talk about the obvious? <laughs> she had breasts under the shell? Like, yeah, what was that was... about? That didn't make a lick of sense. I mean, I would have just thought she was like a color palette. I have a female ready to slide her turtle at my house, and it does not have the formation of breasts coming (laughs) protruding from the bottom of the shell. You need to look closer. (laughs) I didn't even know. I thought it was a boy for like years, and then all of a sudden it laid an egg and ate it. And I'm like, I think this turtle's a girl. (laughs) I'm not a rocket scientist, but I don't think boy turtles lay eggs. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I I really like the character design for Jenica. Um, yeah, it's cool. One of the few things I've kept up with because I've been reading like all the turtle crossovers. Yeah. Um, like I read the Ranger crossover. I read the um, the Batman crossovers and such. The like Batman that. crossover was more – it wasn't really set in no. one universe either way. Whereas because it was, you know, the DC, yeah. it was just kind of like generic, which I thought the animated movie was really good too. Yes. Um, but um, the there were two turtle Ghostbuster crossovers yep. that – we were going to cover one of those today. Oh, they, that, I like both those crossovers. Uh, there was the X-File one episode crossover. I think that's all they've really done. Yeah, I think it's it was, just Ghostbusters, Rangers, and even Rangers was was kind of loose. Yeah, but it was fun. It was it was kind of it took the same vein as the Batman crossover, where it's like it took like the generic turtles that you know and the generic Power Rangers that you know and kind of threw out what's going on in the comics right now and just did a random. I think crossover. we'll get like a Turtles Transformers down the road. We, we're getting the yeah. – uh, I don't know if you saw it. Micah had bought the first issue because I told him it was so great. But the Turtles Terminator – or not Turtles, Transformer Terminator. Oh, that sounds awesome. And the cover is incredible. It's half Optimus's face, half um, the T-800. Nice. And it's oh, it's super weird. <laughs> like those Skynet those, was made to kill the Decepticons. That, those crossovers yeah. are amazing. The Ghostbusters Transformer one is great as well. We do a whole month of crossovers at some point. Yeah, so I mean, it's great. Great. <laughs> but I think that's everything I have for today. I'm good. I think we're, we're going to join us next week. We're going to cover more stuff. We may have some friends, some guests. I have a really cool guest possibly lined up, so I'm super excited for that. Ooh, intriguing. Um, there's nothing for sure yet, but, you know, cross your fingers and hope that they're on the show. Uh, but until next time, remember, not all superheroes have capes, but some have podcasts.
get in here. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys. Here's the situation. Two minutes left. Zero timeouts. Down by a touchdown. We got to drive 75 yards. All right. We can do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready! Set! Mother f***! Delay of game. Offense.